Hello, uh, this is Steve Warren, the founder of The Whitestone Project. I'm also the author of Your Higher Self, and I've developed a series of podcasts that will offer you some positive ideas for bringing a higher purpose and deeper meaning to your life. This episode is titled, Does Your Life Have Any Value? Well, I know that's a very judgmental question, and I'm sure you're now wondering, hey, do I have the right to answer this question for you? I think I do, so let me explain why. You know, I sincerely believe the most important and fundamental component of your life's meaning is a set of values that you've chosen to live by. You know, your life is literally defined by your highest values. And remember, we defined values in a previous episode as your greatest aspirations and expectations for your life. Now, your life is literally a composite of what you believe to be worth pursuing. That is, if you don't aspire to nor value anything, hey, your purpose really has no validity nor any reason to even exist. But if, however, you've got great expectations and are passionately pursuing them, you will have created vast significance and meaning to your life. You know, the value of your life itself is predicated upon the intensity of the values that you're in pursuit of. The more intensely you target your highest aspirations, the more value you will bestow to your life. Walter Lippmann told us, he said, ignore what a man desires and you ignore the very source of his power. So, by knowing what you most desire, that is, the values that are most important to you, you'll know who you are, and you'll possess the power to act with conviction and purpose, to self-determine your own meaning of life. And to answer that original question of whether or not your life has value, by actively living in accordance with your values, you will actually create the value of your life. While you may not be consciously aware of their presence in your daily activities, they're always there, behind the scenes, guiding you in all that you do. And as you knowingly and deliberately make decisions based upon your highest values, you'll be experiencing the full value of your life. And and with your values governing virtually everything about your life, you'll know exactly how to respond to any situation that you encounter. You'll be acting then from the inner to the outer, meaning that your values, the aspiring forces within you, will always determine your external behavior. And as you face your many challenges, you'll have the satisfaction of knowing that you're always acting in harmony with the values that support your purpose. Your values then become your code of conduct, since any violation of your values is literally a repudiation of the set of rules that you've chosen to live by. And, as a combined set of beliefs, your values literally become your instruction manual for life. You may choose them based on criteria unique to you, but once they are internalized, you'll tend to honor and hold them sacred. If you ever change a value, or the relative importance of one value to another, you should do so only after a lot of soul-searching and introspection. It's going to usually require a significant life-changing experience for you to challenge or change your basic values. And from time to time, you may actually question how important they are to you. But unless you can rationalize a change, you'll experience enough internal t- turmoil that you'll quickly return to them. 
Now, this feeling of doing what's most important to you is not necessarily governed by what you perceive as right or moral, although morality may play a large part in your values. Rather, you're doing the right thing depends upon the feeling that your actions are congruent to what you hold to be the most important things to you. This creates a feeling that what you do is always the right thing. And when your behavior conflicts with your values, you'll create stress and dissatisfaction within yourself. You'll experience internal conflict when you go in two different directions at the same time. When your daily behavior doesn't support your deepest needs and desires, you'll lack a sense of fulfillment in your life. You may even achieve a goal that you desire, but if you have to give up a set of beliefs in doing so, you're never truly going to be happy with your accomplishment. So your values then become the ultimate predictors of your behavior. As the governing influence in your life, they determine who your friends are, whom you marry, what careers you may choose, and even the clothes you wear and the food that you eat. Your ability to reason with clarity and purpose and the judgment you employ in handling life's complex situations is always based upon the values that you'll choose to live by. You must therefore be very clear as to what they are as they'll tell you who you really are. Now, your key to reaching your personal goals and ultimate happiness is from clearly knowing what your values are, where they came from, how they influence your decisions, whether or not they're in balance with each other, and if they're congruent with your behavior. Carl, Carl Jung, the eminent psychologist, he stated, your vision will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. Who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakens. And that's where your values are, inside. So you gain the freedom to act with a conscious purpose once you have the insights of what's really most important to you. They'll guide you in the direction you wish to go, providing you inner peace and the confidence that you're living a valuable life. Okay, so where do your values come from? Well, in the next episode, we're going to get more precise about value creation, and you'll determine your specific values and even how to rank them and their importance to you. Now, this process will give you more clarity since the values you live by are shaped by so many unknown forces. You know, they're sometimes chosen consciously, but more often they are absorbed through subliminal messages from your environment and those influential people around you. Now, these types of values, they're, they're ever-present. And the reason is that in order for a society or a civilization to survive, it must have a basic set of rules or ideals that promote harmony and peaceful coexistence among its members. You know, you're going to be continually influenced by your parents, uh, spiritual leaders, politicians, educators, and even those that you work with. You'll also pick up your values through the influences of television or from role models that you might admire. And as you continually get barraged with rules and regulations, explanations, symbols, slogans, lessons, and numerous, numerous rewards and punishments, they all set the stage for your value system. Now, most of your values, they were actually established early in your life. You know, your parents, they played the largest role through a punishment-reward process. If you did as you were told, you received praise. If you rebelled, 
You were disciplined. Essentially, your parents were programming your very first value system into you. And then as you aged, you received values from your peer groups, friends and neighbors and schoolmates, and who gave you positive reinforcement for thinking like them. Or they rejected you if you thought differently from them. And since acceptance had its own emotional reward, you adjusted your values to the peer group you associated with. Your peer group could be a sports team, a church group, or for that matter, a gang of car thieves, depending on the values that you held at the time you interacted with this new group. Now, throughout life, you'll continue to meet new peer groups with values that are different from yours. You will choose to blend, adjust, change, or adopt new values depending upon the circumstances. You may even find yourself changing the values of these groups because of the strength and conviction of your own values as perceived by them. Now, you're also greatly affected by the values of your country, the company you work for, or even the neighborhood that you live in. These are all groups that you live with and seek support from. You will tend to share the same values of the people in these groups, or you'll soon find yourself changing your groups. If you sense enough internal conflict, you may even move to another neighborhood, to another company, and even sometimes to another country. If your life in any community conflicts with your values, you will address this incongruity by either changing or meditating uh, your values within that community, or you'll see get another community where this conflict doesn't exist. Uh, now that you may know where your values come from, which values should you choose? Well, the dilemma that you face is sorting through all the complex and competing diversity of values that are presented to you every single day. You know, your parents still present you with ideals that may conflict with your peer groups. Your churches, hey, they'll preach one set of values to live by, while Hollywood entices and tempts you to choose another set of values. You know, your long-standing historical and cultural values may conflict with new age, countercultural, alternative values. You can also have conservative values versus liberal political values, Protestant versus Catholic values, and even geographical values such as, hey, the northern versus southern way of doing things. You know, as teenagers, which is your most vulnerable age for value creation, you're expected to make decisions on becoming part of a group, like a prep or a grunge or a skater, a jock, a druggie, a nerd, a metalhead, a rapper, there's a bunch of them. Well, the pressure of clothing styles, music groups, cults, and competing cliques, they leave the young set in a constant state of imbalance regarding their clarification of values. And then, as adults, you'll continue to have many options for choosing your source of values. You'll most likely model yourself after different types of people, including, including those that you find to be successful or rich or maybe funny or popular, or educated and wise, and caring or compassionate. You know, this smorgasbord of values will always be demanding your attention, providing you plenty of competing choices to consider. Now, your own self-image also determines your tendency to change or adopt new values. Therefore, you'll choose those values that raise your highest sense of self-worth 
and self-esteem. And oftentimes you'll see others who possess qualities that you feel that you don't have, forcing you to change your own self to fit a new image. For instance, you may see yourself as wanting to have a greater, more heroic sense of who you can be. Thus, you'll then model yourself after certain heroes and role models that in turn will better shape your feelings towards yourself. These can be movie stars, world leaders, a priest, a sports star, a professor, your boss at work, or your own parents. These mentors come from all walks of life, and they'll continually influence your choice of values. But despite your free choice in value creation, you'll seldom adopt a value to live by through your own conscious decision-making. You may reflect upon the things you do based on subconscious emotions, but rarely ever do you add or delete a value deliberately. Your value system, it more or less seeps into your subconscious, into your subconscious uh, flow of thinking. You may know that you value honesty, but that's not because you woke up one morning and said, hey, starting today, I'm going to be an honest person. You know, instead, you adopt values over a period of time because of the benefits or rewards that seem to result from having that value. It's possible that you may decide to live honestly after a, a whole lifetime of lying. But this usually occurs after some life-changing event. You know, as an example, some individuals may actually place a high value on theft and stealing. But after being arrested, they may decide while sitting in jail, hey, this value won't be as important to me once I get out. Well, usually though, your simulation of values comes to you in a more subtle, less obvious manner. Thus, you know, you unconsciously absorb your values as you walk through life. In your daily activities, you feel either uncomfortable or comfortable with your self-identification or you feel that something maybe is missing in yourself. You may value an image of being frugal and then fret that your car is too ostentatious. Or you may value the appearance of success and then worry about, hey, your car is beneath your image. You won't always know why you do the things you do or why you feel the things that you feel. You will, however, you'll know that if something's out of sync, between your values and your behavior, you're going to have to make a change. So, regardless of your confusing array of choices, you're ultimately responsible for the set of values that you're going to choose to live by. And you must act congruently with what you ultimately believe, that is, to be your greatest needs and expectations about your life. You know, that's another example. If your highest value is your family, and your job requires constant travel away from home, you're going to feel the pressure to secure a job that doesn't require as much travel. Or if you value integrity, and your boss expects you to conclude some deceitful deals with your clients, you'll know that you cannot continue to work in that type of environment. Well, let's say you value wealth and prestige, yet you feel that you're stuck in a dead-end career path you will know that you must develop new skills, make new contacts, and seek out new opportunities. Thus, you're always going to be adjusting your life to be lived in accordance with your values. Well, I think by now you've gotten a pretty good primer on the subject of values in this episode. 
It's such an important aspect in defining your purpose and the impact they have on you living a meaningful life that I hope you'll give your values a lot more thought than maybe what you've done in the past. Now, in the next episode, we're going to explore further this subject of values. But we'll get more, much more clarity on which values you should be choosing and how they will specifically create for you a highly valuable life. So, thanks for listening and welcome to your very valuable life.